yourself, where you're from, and what you do. Okay, uh, so my name's Tamika. I'm originally from New York, but uh, I live in New Jersey. Um, I've been beekeeping for about six years now. Um, and I do have like a regular job as well. And I do it like um, on the side as um, supplemental income. Um, and I, I love it. I wish I could uh, do more <laughs> if I could. And I'm working on that. Yeah, well, that's awesome. How did you get into beekeeping? Well, you know, I got into it, kind of, I stumbled into it really because I was a gardener first. I started um, growing my own vegetables and trying to grow some fruits, um, you know, like berries and things like that. And it just sort of progressed into that. And then I noticed that um I didn't see a lot of bees pollinating um, my plants. And I was like, hmm, that's kind of odd. And then like, I, I I had heard or read an article, I think it was like I read an article about how the bees are like declining. And um, I was like, wow. Um, and so I just started like learning about like beekeeping and I just became so fascinated uh, by this world um, and how it's like ever changing. And there's just so much to learn. And the more that you think, you know, there's like so much more to know about beekeeping. It's really, really fascinating. And um, that's how I got into it. I, I joined a bee club and I got a mentor and I just started like researching on my own and learning. And I kind of shadowed a couple of beekeepers and, and saw uh, what they were doing and, you know, read books and just talked to uh, beekeepers and took some classes and I started doing it on my own. That is amazing. Um, so I, I will say maybe a little bit ignorant on my part, but it shocked me when you said that you live in New Jersey, right? Because yeah. <laughs> beekeepers and I'm thinking like, oh, she must live somewhere, you know, in the country. <laughs> Like, how is someone uh, beekeeping in a place like New Jersey, right? For some reason, I just... Well, <laughs> well, you know, I actually, I live in a very rural area. Okay. Um, so it's actually, like, kind of easy where I'm at. But in New Jersey, you can beekeep practically anywhere. You just need about, like, an acre of land. Um, and you can have at least two hives on your property. Um, but yeah, you know, believe it or not, like New Jersey is like a very cool state. You can grow a lot of things in New Jersey. Like when I was doing research on all the things that you can grow, I was very surprised that we're big producers of a lot of fruits that you just wouldn't think you can grow nuts here. I mean, we have a really good like growing season. It's not as good as like somewhere down South where you have way more warmer months, but you can if you like time it right, you know, and plan, you really, you can grow a lot here and it's very surprising. Yeah. I, um, yeah, that is surprising to me, but it makes more sense. You said that you are in a rural area. Um, so tell us a little bit like, you know, I, I'm super excited because you, you mentioned that you did research and you found a mentor, uh, but mm -hmm. what were some challenging things that happened during, you know, your start of beekeeping? 
So um, one of the things like, you know, well, money, I guess you could say you, you you start looking and you see, OK, I need equipment to house the bees if you're going to do like the traditional way using the Langstroth hives, which is the common hive that most beekeepers use. And I don't know if you've seen, um, you know, the boxes before, but they're just usually like white painted boxes stacked. And, um, you know, starting out, you could come out of your pockets pretty hefty. You know, uh, it's better to start with new equipment as opposed to use. You could use use, but you do run the risk of if there's any kind of parasites or any diseases in those boxes, then when you put your newbies in there, they will be uh, susceptible to that. So that's one of the reasons why it's recommended to start off with new bee equipment when you're first starting out. Um, so besides money, you know, um, it's a little intimidating if you, you know, a lot of people have phobias of bees. I didn't, I don't have phobia, phobias of bees, but when you go into a hive initially and you're seeing thousands and thousands of bees and they're buzzing around, you know, it can be a little bit overwhelming uh, for the first time, but it's also very fascinating and you can watch them and, and see what they do. Um, and you kind of get hooked for me anyway, you get hooked right away. Um, so there's not, I don't know, other challenges uh, besides money and maybe time, I guess could be one. You have to figure out when you're going to put in the time um, to, to, to work your bees. That's very important because um, you can't just like, leave them sure they will they could thrive but a good beekeeper likes to go into the hive probably every like between 10 and 14 days um just to make sure you can see if anything's going on if there's something that's not right you can catch it in time and hopefully fix it um and I'm trying to think of other challenges that I experienced. Um, just also, you know, you have that feeling of uh, wanting to not fail, <laughs> but sometimes you learn by failing. Um, so I think that that also was a challenge, you know, just wanting to succeed and wanting to uh, make sure your bees stay healthy and overwintered. Uh, which means that they stayed alive during the winter and didn't die either due to lack of food or um, parasites or or weather conditions. Okay. Yeah, because I was wondering, like, well, how do you fail at beekeeping? But if your bees die, I guess. Yep. <laughs> big way. Um, so um, share with us what's been, like, most rewarding. What have you taken away from beekeeping, maybe some concepts and principles that you're able to life? Um, well, you know, <laughs> you sometimes, you know, you need patience. Uh, patience with yourself, patience with the bees. Um, like, sometimes, you know, it could be even a, a, a spiritual thing, like connecting with the bees. Um, they can... Uh, I think feel your energy. And if you are uh, scared, um, mm -hmm. they react to that. 
um, they can also react to like vibrations near nearby and things like that. So you have to go in with confidence and you also can't go in like super aggressive either. Just I'm talking just like as, as a as a backyard beekeeper, commercial beekeeping is a, a little bit different. But um, when when you you're first going in, um, you can. Um, how do I say it? Uh, mm, oh, I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. So let me um, ask me the question again, please. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, you were saying that um, patience is one thing that you learn. Um, um, okay, yes. Um, and actually, I'll tell you the biggest thing. So beekeeping, the women rule pretty much the queen she's the queen bee for a reason um she lays around like 1200 eggs a day and um the other bees that are in the hive are the majority of them are women there are males uh which are called drones but their job is really only to procreate uh with the queen and uh so th really the women are doing you know, all the work. And so it just, to me, like as a woman, I'm like, yeah, woman, you know, women were strong. We, you know, we get the job done and that's what bees do. They work. Um, they basically work themselves to death, which actually probably isn't like the best thing, but <laughs> they work for, you know, the goal is to, you know, um, they have different jobs inside of the hive. Uh, of course, you know, making honey is one of them, but, but then you have nurse bees and you have like, um, bees that are like the house cleaners, you have guard bees, you know, they all have a different, they, they have a different role inside the hive. And it's, it's, you know, once you learn all that, it's, it's pretty neat to watch. You can see it sometimes too. And that's pretty fascinating too. So that's what I would say I got, I got out of, um, you know, just learning about the bees and applying it, you know, women have women being strong and getting the job done. I think is that's like, you know, that makes it be like, yeah, <laughs> we're women. Right. It's that push, you know, mm -hmm. going right. Yep. So I know that you mentioned earlier that, you know, you, um, you're not doing beekeeping full time yet, but it's something that you're working on to be able to do it more. Um, so, uh, you know, what goals do you have for yourself far as beekeeping and um, <clears throat> how you're going to go about, you know, getting to those goals? Well, um, one of my goals is to be um, a commercial beekeeper. And um, in order to do that in New Jersey, you have to run about minimum, I think, 20 hives, um, which I don't have yet. Um, so I'm working on trying to um, get more bees and equipment. Um, and I'm doing it, you know, slowly at my own pace because I don't want to overwhelm myself because I also have children and, you know, work and a husband. So I, balance is very important. So I'm just doing it at my own pace. Um, and there's no like super duper rush, you know, I don't have to do it tomorrow. It's not something that, you know, like I gotta do it now, you know, it's just a goal that I would like to, to get to. And I want to do it the right way. So, you know, baby steps here and there. Each year you can 
um, you can multiply your hives and I'll be, I'll be doing that. And that's, that's the goal to multiply every year, keep them alive <laughs> and, um, and to multiply them. Okay. That's, that's a great goal. Um, is there any advice you may want to give anyone that goes into beekeeping, um, like a, ma a major do or don't? Um, yeah. So, <laughs> I think some, some people may get into beekeeping and think, oh, I'm going to start a business up right away without the full knowledge of um, working bees. In, in this area, let me just speak on this area. I can't, I don't want to speak on like, you know, like down south or out west. It's, it's different there. But the idea of like wanting a business is great. But you you have to, to, to me, it's almost foolish to do that without learning how to uh, overwinter bees, uh, making sure that you are treating them um, uh, every year, actually several times a year. And when I say treating them, I mean, uh, basically giving them like a, a medicine because there is a parasite, a mite, it's called um, a varroa mite that attacks um the larvae, the larvae. So um, just, I would say educating yourself is really important. Um, taking classes uh, to learn about beekeeping, the basics of beekeeping is very important. Getting a mentor, top notch, like 10 out of 10 recommend. You got, you have to get a mentor because, you know, your experience has, has been experienced for the most part by other beekeepers and you want to hear other inputs and sure if you add, there's a saying like if you ask six beekeepers a question you'll get 10 different answers and that is true because it, it, that's the thing like you know we could all experience something similar but then um there could be something that's slightly different for each, you know, for each person, but definitely um, taking classes and, um, and a mentor, I would say very, very important. And also I would like to add knowing uh, what kind of hives you want to do. Cause everyone knows about, like I mentioned before, Langstroth hives, which is the typical hives that you see, you know, in someone's backyard, but there are other types of hives that um, I prefer to work with, uh, especially as I'm getting older, um, lifting those boxes can be uh, very, very heavy in excess of 50 pounds or more. And um, as you, you get older, for me, I'm not trying to do that. So I have switched the types of hives that I use where that type of lifting is not required. And that's something that, you know, one should think about um, when choosing their equipment. Um, it's, you know, if you, if you want to get into it for a long time, you know, um, it's something to think about because if you want to keep working, you know, and, and it's fun, but when it comes to harvesting and things like that, that's a different ball game. There's a whole lot of moving parts when it comes to beekeeping. And that's important to remember. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I wanted to mention because you have coined yourself as a black beekeeper. Um, mm -hmm. What? like you know being black being a brown woman in that 
<clears throat> well, in my state, uh, <laughs> there's not many of us. <laughs> so um, I wanted to do something that kind of like st stood out. And, um, you know, it, I'm not going to say that I've experienced like horrible, horrible racism, but I've experienced like skepticism and like, oh, you know, but once I start talking and, and I basically have to, I hate to even say this, but basically prove my knowledge, uh, then, you know, there's a little bit of respect. And then there is, for and that's a small, like minute, you know, situation. For the most part, when people find out that I'm a beekeeper, they're truly amazed and excited and they want to know about it. And they say like, it's really good because the bees need help and it's great that you're doing that. So, um, you know, I, I guess there, there is some, sometimes, sometimes, you know, um, because it is a male dominated field um, and it's a mostly predominantly white male dominated field. Although there are plenty of uh, people of color beekeepers all over this country. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, there's not that many black female um, beekeepers and women beekeepers in general. There are some, but we are definitely the minority. Right. Um, so, you know, that that gives you a whole different probably feeling of accomplishment, right? Mm hmm. So, yes, because. Yeah, because also um, I'm also educating myself more as well. I'm halfway through the Cornell Master Beekeeping program. Uh, as a matter of fact, we start up in a couple of weeks. Um, for the third course. So I'm halfway done with the program. And it's just an accomplishment that I wanted to do for myself, um, just to make sure that, you know, I have the knowledge, especially because a lot of beekeeping is about educating, um, which I, I love to do. I love to talk about bees. I love to um, teach people about bees and uh, beekeeping. And so um, taking this course and becoming a master beekeeper um, will help me with educating others as well as myself and becoming a better, a better beekeeper uh, and also a businesswoman. Right. That's amazing. Um, well, while we're talking about, you know, being a brown woman, um, can you tell us what that is for you and, you know, how you carry that within your life? Not through beekeeping but just in general well I love it you know uh I just think being brown is excellent uh being a woman is excellent um it's not something that you can hide you know you have to wear it proudly um and with you know walk with your head high and be proud of everything that you have gone through and accomplished all of your mistakes, all of your falls, you know, you learn from those. Um, and I love it. I love my brown skin. Um, so I wanted to ask uh, too, balance a lot of things, you know, being a mom and being a having your, you know, job. <laughs> 
how do you find balance and how do you stay motivated? Balance, um, I do with uh, actually time management. I've gotten to be, you know, pretty good at time management. And as I'm getting older, I'm finding that it helps to like write out schedules and write out lists of things that I need to do. And, and then like, you know, knock them off, you know, one by one by one. When I was younger, I could like have everything in my head, but there's just so much going on that I have to have it somewhere like, okay, yes, uh, I think of, okay, things that I need to get done. I write them down and then I start accomplishing them and give myself, you know, some, sometimes there's a time limit on them. Sometimes there's not. Um, and that's what you have to do when you're a working parent, uh, a spouse, you know, everyone has to have time and, and you have to, you have to divide it. Well, you can't, it's not going to always be equal, but you just have to learn how to um, divide it. And um, how do I stay motivated? Um, it's hard some days, but, you know, you just think of the, the long game, like, you know, what I want to accomplish. Um, every day is not going to be easy. There's going to be hard days. And I just think of, um, how it's going to feel when I accomplished all the goals that I've set for myself as an individual and also as a, as a businesswoman. It's not easy, um, but, you know, I just think, okay, I'm getting one step closer to where I want to be, one step closer to where I want to be, and that's what kind of keeps me, you know, motivated. Also, I have to say that um, <laughs> I have a lot of animals besides my bees, I have a great thing. I have turkeys, I have chickens, and I have ducks. And honestly, watching them uh, just do their little animal things um, is very therapeutic. And it also gives, it also motivates me. Um, so, you know, that's just what, what works for me. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, those are, those are the things. Time, time, time management is like so important. And then, um, for motivation, watching my animals, um, and also carving out time for yourself, you know, as well as everyone else that has a piece of you, you know, between work, business, children, spouse, um, you also have to count yourself in that. That's, that's what I do. Thank you. <laughs> um, I don't want to get too off track, but you have animals too. That's really cool. How long have you been uh, I guess the range. Uh, your- um. Yeah. So. Um. Uh. For years, actually, I have like a small farm or what I call a homestead. Um. So I've been doing it for, for maybe seven or eight years. Uh, well, I've had my dog. He just turned nine, though. So I've had him the longest. And I, I, I used to have pot belly pigs, too. Um, but I but now I just have um, the, the birds and probably one of my goals is to get uh, goats, too, um, because I like to make um, uh, cheese. And also, you know, with my business, I make uh uh, products with the, the wax um, from the bees and stuff. And so um, milk and honey is a, is a popular thing with like soaps and stuff like that. So um, it would help to have my own, you know, milk supply. 
Uh, but yeah, yeah, I love animals. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, yeah, that that's super, you know, cool because that's not something um that I know like a black you know, black women who yeah, own, you know, their own farm or homestead as you call it. So that's a really um amazing as well. Thank you. Um, please share with us how um someone may get in touch with you, whether it's to buy your products, um, you know, they wanted to ask you, you know, more questions about being a beekeeper. How could people reach you? Um, they can uh I'm on Twitter as the Black Beekeeper, I'm on Facebook as a Black Beekeeper, and also Holland Homestead, which is the name of my company. H-O-L-L-A-N-D Homestead. Um, and my they can email me at hollandhomestead at outlook.com. Um, I'm pretty available. I do have a website, although I am in the process of s- switching it over and, and changing websites. So um, currently that is uh, not working. But um, yeah, I'm pretty um, accessible either on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I'm out there. Okay, well, that's exciting. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Um, We wanted to, um, we do have one last pop-up question that we like to ask, and that is, what is a word, (coughs) excuse me, what's a word that begins with the letter B, as in born, that you feel resonates with you, and what does that word mean to you? Hmm. Hmm. A B word. Mm-hmm. Beauty. Beauty. Okay. Yeah. Try to see the beauty in things, even, you know, when when sometimes things could be ugly. Try to find the beauty in things. And that sometimes that's hard. <laughs> sometimes it's hard to do. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, well, thank you so much um, for that. Uh, we really appreciate having you here with us today. Did you have any shout outs that you would like to do for the episode? Um. Well, let me shout you out. <laughs> thank you for asking me uh, to be interviewed. Um, I can't really think of um, anyone else at this time. Um, support all small business. If you see people with small business businesses, support them. Oh, wait, I do. I have a couple friends. Okay. Um, I have a friend, uh, she has a, a business called, um, itty bitty brujas and they sell like sage, um, and like tea, um, bath teas and stuff like that. Um, I, I support her and, um, yeah, that's the first person I can think of off the top of my head. But I know like a lot of people and I feel bad because I can't think of anybody else right now. But um, I do. There there are a lot of, um, you know, people that when you see when it comes in your feed for their small business, support them, especially women, especially women of color um, support us. Yes, we are all about that. So thank you again so much, Tamika. It's been a joy um, having you here today. And thank you so much. Uh, we really appreciate it. And we hope to maybe interview you again soon um, and find out a little bit more about your highs multiplying and you getting closer to your goal of being a commercial beekeeper. Thank you so much. 
You're so welcome. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.